Welcome to Yes Mother, the podcast about the A&E show Bates Motel. Tonight we're going to be recapping the episode, the, we're going to be recapping the season 5 episode, Bad Blood. I'm Em. And I'm Sue. Check out all your girlfriends for you. Mama won't let anyone dirty get through. Mama's gonna wait up until you get in. Mama will always find out where you've been. Mama's gonna keep baby. things over no. <clears throat> but here we are hello hello this is the recap part yes and we're starting 53 minutes behind schedule oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna get right to it <laughs> we are <laughs> hope you're all well okay recap we open with Caleb on the floor of the cellar waking up. He's handcuffed to a pipe, and he has dried blood on the side of his face. He looks up and sees a blurry image of Norma sitting in the rocking chair. He asks who is there, and she replies Norma. Caleb says he thought she was dead. She apologizes for hitting him and says he knows her secret and has put her in a tough spot. Caleb focuses more and sees it is Norman in wig and dress. He says... Why are you always putting me in tough spots? Caleb says sorry, and Norman says, Gee, all better. Everything's right as rain now. Norman stands up and walks over to Caleb and asks why he came there. Caleb says because of Dylan and Emma. Norman says what happened. Caleb tells him they had a baby named Catherine. Norman says a granddaughter. I wish I could see her. Then Norman says it was nice of Caleb to come by. Caleb asks if she is going to let him go, and Norman says he can't let him go. Caleb knows the secret that she's not dead, and now they have to figure out what to do with him. Caleb asks what he means, and Norman walks up the stairs. And then we have the opening sequence. Yeah. So that's... We decided last night that's what we're going to call Wig Norman. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> but <laughs> there's too many Normans and Normas. Yeah, so... We need to keep them straight. So when Norman is actively mother, we're just, whether he's got the wig on or not, it's Wig Norma. Yep. It's going to be Wig Norma because we, we got to... We gotta like differentiate because there's just too many. Yeah, and, <laughs> and head Norma is when he's like talking to air. Yes, yes. Wig Norma is when he is her. Wig or not. Yeah, and then head Norma is Vera Farmiga. <laughs> Vera Farmiga, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Or sometimes <laughs> she's not there and we see that she's not there. That's still head Norma. Uh, that's still head Norma. Yeah. Yeah. So so that was wig Norma. Yep. And boy, Caleb earned some smart points. He got some smarts. He did. I never accredited him for. <laughs> he thought on his feet. Although, you know what? He totally thought on his feet so fast when he and Dylan were in that tough spot with the gun running. I remember praising him for that. That's true. He totally true. saved Dylan's life because he was one step ahead of those guys. He was. You're right. Yeah. No, it's just, it's, it's interesting how quickly he like catches on and is like, oop, I better play along with this. <laughs> so, is he a smart, smart man camouflaged by a stupid guy or is he a stupid guy that camouflages once in a while smart? <laughs> um... I mean, do we have to use the word smart? (laughs) (laughs) What would you call it? Maybe street smarts? Or, I don't know. I don't know. We'll just say thinking on his feet. He thought on his feet. Quick. Yeah. I'm going with, like, I think a survival mode kicks in. And I think people are capable of things they're normally not capable of huh. when it comes to survival, you know? Sure. So I'm I'm going to put it at that. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> so I'm not going to give him too much credit. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> um, okay. So next we see Chick standing against the door to the cellar, listening to what is happening downstairs. Norman comes upstairs wearing the wig and dress, and Chick grabs his phone and pretends to be texting or something. (laughs) Um, Chick asks how Caleb is doing, and Norman says he's scared and confused. Then Norman mentions how nice Chick has been to Norman. And this is wig Norma. Mm -hmm. Um, She says watching over him, bringing him food and animals, and then asks why. And Chick says he enjoys helping people. Norman asks if they can trust him with their secret. And Chick says, trust is the foundation and bedrock of every relationship. You can trust me, Norma. (laughs) (laughs) I love the little pause he gave. (laughs) Um, Wig Norma says he's glad, actually. It's been a real pain in the ass to hide every time he came over. Chick says, I can only imagine... <laughs> you think of all those times he like stood out on the front porch and heard I know. Like Norman yelling at no one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everything's falling into place. Oh. Because <laughs> yeah. he's gotta still be processing. I don't know how much time has passed since Caleb showed up and got hit in the head and then woke up, but it can't have not been, a lot. No, it can't have been more than <laughs> an hour is probably generous. An hour or so, yep. Um, Norman starts going upstairs to bed, and Chick's at, Chick asks if he can stay there and look after them while Kelly, Caleb is in the basement. 
Norma says yes, and Chick asks if she is scared of Caleb, and Norma says she tries not to be. Chick says, well, I'm here now. Norma thanks him and goes to bed. Chick says, good night, Norma. So I just love that. I love how right away, like, Chick's like, playing along. <laughs> you know, like, I know, I, I got it. <laughs> not a lot rattles that guy. There, yeah, that's what's so awesome. Did you like Chick, like, scrambling for his phone and pretending he was like, not listening? <laughs> I did. <laughs> totally playing it cool. <laughs> and it's funny how the first time I watched, it seemed more like survival instinct. But after watching the whole thing, I just see it uh, everything playing out that he's, like, interested in his book. And he's hatching a plan mm-hmm. to be right in the middle of this so he can get more. Because, you know, at this point, he already has started his book. Right. Oh, yeah. No, I see I see it both ways. I, I think he truly does care about these people, but I think he also is, like, way into mm-hmm. material, you know. Yeah, and, you know, I don't, I really don't mean to diminish, you know, what he's doing. I think it's funny, Mm -hmm. and I think it's great. I just see it, and it's pretty hilarious. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I believe, you know, when he gave Norma the lecture last season about being in, oh, what's the way he put it? Out of, let's see. Do you remember in the kitchen with the coffee? Yeah. And he didn't like how he was misrepresenting himself. Right, he said he wasn't in integrity. Integrity with himself. Yeah, and he didn't like not being in integrity. No, that wasn't just like cool, slick, snaky stuff. That was real. That was from the heart. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't just like, I want to try and sound like a poet, you know? Yeah. That was... That wasn't yeah, scare tactics. Because it, it could be looked at right, that way. Right. You could be like, he's just kind of being menacing to her. But I truly think he thinks that way. Therefore, I'm just seeing what he's doing. He feels that he can do this without being out of integrity with himself. Right. Almost like right. I can do this good deed. They really do need a third person. This, you know, it's good for them. But I can right. still have fodder for my. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's it's a win win. You know, it really is. And you can't. He's not doing anything wrong. No. You know, he might exploit these people in the future. Right. That's but for now, he is really trying to keep people alive and trying, also trying to keep like the drama moving on. Or yeah, and I truly don't think I know he said true crime, but I don't see him like doing some big expose on who it is. No, I yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's, I, I mean, could be wrong, but 
he's either thinking it's going to end badly anyway, and so once it ends badly, he can. He'll be in the position where he's like, well, I know the story. I was there. Let me tell the world about it. Or he would just change the names and have it be like a novel. Because he did call it a novel, too. He's called it both things. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, it's it's a very interesting position he's put himself in. Uh-huh. Or he's taken the opportunity to put himself in, you know. Yeah, which, knowing Chick and knowing as much background as we do, I think this is what he does. Yep. He's a smart guy. Yep. Alright, next we see Romero being walked out of prison by a couple of cops. He says, so what's the drive, five, six hours? The male cop says something like that, and then says he heard Romero used to be a sheriff and got popped with a perjury charge. Romero says, yeah, and the cop says, that's bullshit, and they get in the car. So this was kind of like cop to cop, cop crony. Totally. I mean, Romero's playing it up. Romero's playing it up, but you know that cop is sitting there going, "Man, that could happen to any one of us." Right? You know, we all are a little crooked and a little. We all we all commit perjury every day. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sure they uh, justify it. Right. But this is just setting up that this cop's going to be relaxed around Romero. A little relaxed around him. Yeah, not as not as on guard as if it was like a other criminal, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. This is a fellow cop. Right. Who got trumped up on a charge, you know. Uh-huh. So. Uh then we go back to Norman sleeping in Norma's bed. Norma wakes him up. And they talk about Norman having a blackout the night before. He apologizes about about fighting with her. She says she shouldn't have followed him to the restaurant. She says she gets a little crazy cooped up in the house. And he says, it's all been so stressful since the... Well, I don't even remember when it wasn't, Mother. She tells him to just stay in bed that day. She says she will bring him up some food in a little bit and gives him nose kisses. (laughs) 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 Then she tells him to stay out of the basement. He asks why. And she says she is organizing down there and doesn't want him to mess it up. Norma leaves, and then we hear the bedroom door open and Chick walks in with a tray of food. Norman asks when he got there, and Chick tells him last night and asks Norman if he remembers. Norman says he had too much to drink, so things are a bit foggy. Chick says he found him passed out, put him to bed, and asked if that happens often. Norman says sometimes. Chick says he's going to stay there a while. Norman says that's not a good idea. Chick says he knows he spoke to his mother and it's okay. Norman says it's his fault he shouldn't have let Chick in the house. Chick says, Norman, it's okay. I'm not here to judge you. Not for any of it, okay? Norman thanks him and Chick says, No thanks necessary. We're all on this in this sideshow together and then we die. Chick tells him to rest up and eat and he leaves. Yeah, and I don't know. I believe, I really do think Chick's pretty sincere here. Where he's like, I'm not here to judge you. Absolutely. (laughs) I don't even think the book is going to be too judgy. I think it's going to be like a, here's the story. Oh, certainly not judgy. 
Yeah. In fact, the little we heard last week, he kind of philosophizes about it, kind of like, she was actually dead, but, you know, what does that matter? <laughs> like, is it any different? <laughs> yeah. It's happening is just something we create. <laughs> He's totally on Norman's side of you know what we what we heard him. <laughs> it, it was very unjudgy. <laughs> very unjudgy. Yep. Um, I I do just love watching Chick like play all the cards right. <laughs> Don't worry, I talk to your mom. <laughs> she knows. Yep. I just think it's amazing. I love it so much. And he actually did. <laughs> I know, that's the thing. He's not lying. <laughs> like, he really did talk to Mother. He did ask her permission. <laughs> she said yes. <laughs> um, did you... Could you figure out what was in that bowl? I tried to and couldn't. In the bowl... That he gave Norman. He gave him an apple. Oh. Maybe just a oatmeal or something. Yeah, I thought it was like some sort of cereal or oatmeal. Yeah. yeah. He, he, Chick's got to go on what's there. I think he does some grocery shopping later, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I don't think there was much there. <laughs> nope. So he put together something out of what was left. Yeah, I like where it's going. Yeah, and I enjoyed the conversation Norman had with Head Norma. It's fun to look at Head Norma through the eyes of just being his protector and knowing that mm-hmm. that's going on in his head and just, you know, this is protecting him. Right. From all the bad stuff. And just trying to talk him out of going in the basement. It was so normal. <laughs> oh my gosh. The way she turned around, she was like, oh, don't go in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be casual, but not <laughs> making <No>. it. <laughs> Norma Louise cannot be casual. <laughs> she can try. Yeah, she can try. <laughs> no, it was great. Um. Okay, so next we see the car Romero is in pull up to a gas station. The female cop says she's going to grab some coffee. Romero asks the male cop if they can take a bathroom break. Cuts to in the bathroom. The cop undoes Romero's handcuffs. Romero pees and washes his hands. When the cop goes to put the handcuffs back on, Romero slams him, takes his gun, takes his jacket, and tells him to handcuff himself to the sink. Romero walks out and grabs an envelope from the back seat of the car they were in and then carjacks a guy and makes him give him a ride. Romero pulls out the wedding ring out of the envelope and tells the driver everything is going to be fine. So, yeah, Romero escaped. <laughs> yeah, not altogether surprising, but I just feel with the escape, we're just absolutely sealing his fate by he 
is just totally on a suicide mission. Yeah, because... If he wasn't, he would have just carried out the rest of this. Sentence. He would have done the rest of the sentence, which is what I really thought he was going to do. Yeah. You were more on I the was. escape. I was. Yeah. But no, yeah, he's on a suicide mission because, man, even if he gets caught now, he's doing like twice the time or more. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't make sense that he's thinking Willing he's going to risk. Yeah, yeah. He's thinking he's going to get away with right. escaping. He yeah. doesn't have a future. Right. Anyway, you slice it. <laughs> yeah. So. Which isn't surprising. Yeah. And hey, he got away. He got away pretty easily, but eh, it's a TV show. You know? <laughs> yeah, I honestly found it believable. It was believable enough. For sure. Um, and I was happy to see it. <laughs> you know, it's like, get him out. Yeah. Me too. Yep. So, um, next we see Caleb lying on the basement floor. He has a flashback to him and Norma as kids, hiding in a room while their dad yells at their mom. Young Norma and Caleb tell each other that they love them, and then young Norma says, as long as we're together, nothing bad will ever happen to us. Cuts back to present day, Caleb, and Chick is looking down at him. <laughs> oh, man. Every scene with Chick. <laughs> um, Caleb asks where he is, and Chick tells him Norma's basement. Caleb asks Chick to cut him loose. Chick says, that's not my role here. Chick says, I don't feel like I have the authority to act in that matter. This is between you and Norma, and what happens to you now is up to Norma. I'm just an observer. Caleb says Norman is insane. Caleb says Norman killed and froze Norma, and who does that? <laughs> Chick says he knows Caleb is concerned about what is going to happen to him. He would be too. Chick says he'll be back and goes upstairs. And man, <laughs> can you imagine being in Caleb's spot? <laughs> no, it's terrifying. It is like you are living a horror movie. Oh, it it totally is. I mean, it is the fact alone oh. that he knows his dead sister is sitting in a chair, oh. frozen, basically She's in like the same feet room away from him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just his sister; it's like his world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. She's just feet away from him. Her son. Dresses like her necks like her. Terrifying. And this guy who could let you go, but he's like, mm, nope. Not only this guy, the guy you beat up and stole all his money and drove his wife and child away. And you know, you know, Chick is loving like this. Oh, yeah. If, I think if it was anyone else, Chick would have let him go. Oh, yeah. It factors in that it's Caleb. <laughs> Uh, that's not my role here. <laughs> I'm an observer. <laughs> I'm just going to watch this play out. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. 
<sighs> yes, it is. Yep. Next, we see Romero and that guy stop and get out of the car. Romero takes his keys and cell phone. The guy begs for his life. Romero says he isn't going to kill him and tells him to start walking. And Romero drives off in the other direction. That guy. (laughs) 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 I don't want to judge him here, but (laughs) I do a little bit. He just looked so, like, hapless <laughs> when he told him to go walk. <laughs> I know. Like, walk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he was pretty pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess if I was carjacked, it'd be scary. Yeah, absolutely. But I think Romero proved that if you're going to be carjacked, that's a pretty good one. (laughs) It's like, I just need a ride. (laughs) Yeah, he was pleasant and stated that more than once. Yeah. Okay, so next we see Caleb in the basement. Chick comes down wearing a kimono and a purple cardigan. (laughs) So do you have the kimono on under... That, like, long sweater? He had on, like, a purple cardigan under the kimono. Oh, under. The the kimono was the very outside layer. Oh, because I was sure he had changed from this scene to the kimono scene upstairs. Nope. Okay. I don't know why. Nope. Maybe it looked different enough to me. I forgot to notice it the second time. The first time... I watched. It must have just looked different enough in the different lightings that I didn't catch on. It was the same thing. I just thought when I saw him in the kimono, I was like, "Man, he changes a lot." <laughs> I know. I was the first time I saw him in the kimono for a split second. I was like, "Is that enormous?" And then I was like, "Nope, I'm sure Chick has a kimono." <laughs> I think Chick took advantage of like Norman sleeping and ran home and got some clothes. <laughs> I was just gonna say, when did he run home and get all that? It must have been. Yeah. I think Norman slept all day. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I think Chick ran and because yeah, the kimono is definitely his because he does mention in a later scene. You know, yeah, I've gotten shit for this kimono before, <laughs> so it's not Norman's; it's his. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering if he went back and got stuff while Caleb was unconscious. Maybe. But the, he hadn't asked if he could stay yet. Yeah, so it seems who knows? Like it makes more sense. If it was... Or he just keeps stuff in his car. He could be one of those. Always ready. <laughs> well, he could already be homeless. He could. That's true. I don't know. I guess he isn't. But it sounds like he said something about a place to stay. Yeah. That could have just been kind of playing up. He also said he's lived alone for a long time, so. Yeah. You know, he might just want to be around other people or he's homeless and the kimono was in the trunk of his car. Along with all his other clothes. I have a hard time that he, like wherever he was staying in the woods, had like a mortgage on it. <laughs> Could get faulty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> 
I'm sure he just built it himself. <laughs> yes. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> All right. I think that was kind of playing up a need to be there. Yeah. All right. Um, so he's got food for Caleb. And Chick says he wants to talk to Caleb because he unexpectedly got caught up in the family drama. He says it's unsettling that he doesn't know anything about Caleb. Chick says he liked Norma very much, even though he hardly knew her. He asks if he can have some details about Norma. Caleb asks why, and Chick says because he lost her too. Chick asks what their childhood was like. We found out their mom would lock them in a room together for a day or two at a time when she got depressed. No food, no bathroom, the only thing that got him through was Norma. Chick asks, when did you two split up? Caleb says no. <laughs> I love that he words it that way. <laughs> Like, there are a couple that broke up. <laughs> Caleb says Norma took off when she was 17 with a guy from high school. Chick says, because you were raping her? Caleb says he doesn't want to talk about that. Chick asks if they were in contact much. Caleb says no. She called him when Dylan was born and Norman. Caleb talks more about Norma and cries and starts banging his head against the pole. Yeah, so, I don't know. We didn't learn much in this scene. No, we didn't. We knew all this. And this felt, more than any other scene, this felt like he was getting details for his book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. We had to see Chick learning all this because we already knew all this. Yeah. Which well, is fine. we did get that... Um, detail that she'd lock him up yeah we didn't know that which sounds horrific and oh i can't yeah it's a little more uh i don't know it it kind of brings the with that kind of abuse finding comfort in each other you know it right it makes it a little more understandable i suppose yeah yeah no it sucks that's yeah. too bad. That's too bad that they went through that. Yep. Um, so then next we see Romero driving. He has a flat tire. There's no spare. He pushes the car up the side of the road, hides from a truck driving by, and runs off. So he's lost his getaway car. And, you know, who knows how far away he is. We have no sense of where Romero is, you know. The only clue we have is, oh, you know, he could have gone in a different direction, huh? I was thinking uh -huh. still of uh -huh. Norman. Um, no, no, because so we know when he's leaving with those cops that it's like a five or six hour drive. But who knows where he's even going? Right. It could be in the opposite direction. In the opposite direction of White Pine Bay. They could have gone so who, most of the way. <laughs> Exactly. And we have no idea how far they got by the time that he got loose. We have no idea, you know. Mm -hmm. He could be three counties away at this point, or he could be really close. We have no idea. Right. Um, Which is interesting, given the fact that he's shot now. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, who knows? Um... So next we see Norman walking down the stairs. Some glass breaks in the living room. Chick is in there tidying up and broke a, p a picture frame. 
Chick says he bumped it and can replace it. Norma is on the couch and says, well, no wonder. Try wearing a little less clothing next time. Lose the kimono. Maybe you won't pull down the walls. Norman says, don't be rude, mother. Chick's look, Chick looks over to the couch. Norman says, I'm sorry, Chick. I like your kimono. Chick says, no, that's okay. It's not the first time I've been getting shit about the kimono. Chick says, since they are all there, why don't they have dinner and talk? He made some food. Cuts to the three of them at the dinner table. Norma says, sorry, i got to go down. Uh, this is a good chick. Norman says, yes, it is. And Chick looks over to the empty chair. Norman asks Chick where he learned to cook. And Chick says, Taiwan, here and there. And then Chick offers Norman some naan bread. Then we see Chick turn on a small recorder. And Chick asks if he, Chick says that he can be of service to both of them. And looks over at the empty chair again. He can fix the front window. And watch over things during blackouts. It's easier with two. Norma says they can't pay him. Norman says she's right. There would be no salary. So what would you be getting out of it? Chick says the place to be and the knowledge that he is amongst friends. He's lived alone for a long time. Then he looks at the empty chair and says, I can be very useful, Norma, and discreet. Norma says, I would like to have that window fixed. Norman smiles and looks at Chick, and Chick doesn't say anything. Norman says, did you not hear her? Chick says he's a little deaf in that ear since the beatings and asks if she can repeat it. Norma has food in her mouth, so Norman says she'd love it if you can fix the window. Chick says he can start right away and then offers empty chair Norma some curry. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) He's... Learned to cook in Taiwan. <laughs> Here and there. <laughs> Interesting detail. Yep. Yep. Getting a little... Little insights on Chick. But just, I loved this whole scene. I loved Chick, like, suddenly looking at the couch like, oh, in his mind, she's there. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then just... His interaction with the empty chair, Norma. It was very cute. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Playing you know, along. and when he when he offers her some curry at the end. You know, <laughs> <just> adorable. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's so interesting. It's just so... I love that there's this third party that's part of this little circus. Yep. <laughs> it's just so, you know, you just don't get that in the movie, but you want that little insight. And so, like, chicks, chicks us, you know? Yeah. He's the observer, and I don't know. I just, I think it's just so great. It's great, and when he first turns the recorder on, I thought for sure he was going to, like, challenge Norman at some point. Oh, yeah? It didn't even occur to me it was for the book until I saw him talking into it later. Ah. So 
I thought he was getting, like, proof that Mother's not talking, and that didn't sound much like Chick. Oh, uh-uh. I thought he was... wanted to stir the pot. I figured he was doing it for the book the whole time. That he just needed to have it on record. Not only for the book, but maybe even for, in case... He needs to, he needs it to, to provide it to someone. <laughs> you know? Well, what if <laughs> what if in a few episodes Norman finds it and plays it? Yeah, that they're definitely setting it up for that to happen. Do you think? I think so. Um, I I think it could go either way. But I think that could be something that really puts Norman over the edge if we need to go there with him, you know. Well, yeah, it could be Chick's death is right. Right. Norman freaks out and then Mother takes over and just has to kill him. And has to kill him because, you know, Mother's Mother is murdery. <laughs> She's <laughs> got to protect Norman. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she can't kill Caleb, but... You know, she's she's pretty quick to turn on people. Right. So, absolutely, if if Norman comes across this recorder, that could be the the end of Chick for sure. Mm-hmm. Which wouldn't surprise me if they do. What do you maybe mean? in you know a three or four episodes from now? Yeah, you know. that's what I picture it being. Yeah. Um, what do you make of Chick asking Mother to repeat and Mother having a mouthful of food to where she you can know, so Norman has to answer? I have thought about that a little bit since watching. And I don't have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> like... In my mind, I'm just like, wow, that's really convenient that she had a mouthful of food. But the mouthful of food was Norman's, I mean, are we supposed to see it as no, like realizing that Norman's got a bit of an inkling that mother's dead and he's just making this up? Um, I think it's more... You know, my theory, or I don't know how much of a theory it is, but, you know, just my statement that Mother knows all. Mm-hmm. So she knows she's actually not there. She knows she's part of Norman's brain. Gotcha. Okay. So okay. she faked it. Cause to make she, him answer. Yeah. she knew. she knows better. Okay. Yes. I like that answer. Yeah. I think, yeah. That's the only thing I can come up with. Yeah. Except the show, you know, just being lazy, but it just, it was a weird little moment that they didn't need to do. Right. It was done on purpose. Yeah. He could have asked. He could have, you know, explained the deaf ear thing and then say, what did she say? Although that's quite rude. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Totally dismissing her. Right. 
No, the, it was played smart, and I knew it was played on purpose. But I like I like your theory that she does know all, even though she's in his head and she is him. She still is a little bit smarter than him. Yeah, well, talking to... Which, again, just, like, full circle means that he knows, too, that she's, you know... Yeah, well, these... (sighs) What are they called? (laughs) Not split personality. I'm trying to think of the... The dissociative... The disassociative personality disorder. This is beyond that. This is something different. Really? I don't know. Is it? This seems a step beyond just your dissociative disorder. (laughs) Well, it's obviously a strong one, but... Yeah. I think the only... Well, Norman, I he's known in the past. I mean, he's been told in the past that, you know, it's really interesting to think about all of the sessions he had with Dr. I keep wanting right. to say Gupta, but that was like, I think that's the actor's name. or close. No, to Dr. It. Edwards. It's Dr. Edwards. Okay. When you think of all the sessions he had with Dr. Edwards, he was told that he has a dissociative personality and that his other personality is mother. So on some level he does know that. But how much he just... He seemed to kind of have a mental break at some point where he decided everyone was lying. Well, I think it's gone beyond because isn't a disassociative disorder is where you take on other personalities, right? Well, it's just the new name for a split personality, you know, like what Sybil had. Right, but every time she was another personality, she was just that personality. Where here, he's two existing at the same time. Like, it's Norman, Norma, and Chick. Isn't dissociative disorder where... They're this person, and then they're this person. It's not, they don't coexist. So it's, yeah, disassociative. That would just be the part where he's Wig Norma. Right. Okay, you're right. Yeah, there is another element. This is this other element where he coexists with another personality, and I don't think that's a thing. (laughs) I mean, if it is, it's really scary. I guess related to schizophrenia. I don't know. I don't know if it's a thing. I mean, I'm... I don't know if they coexist with another personality, like, at the same time like that. Oh, yeah. That is an interest. I haven't thought about that for a while. Um, So, it's more... It's more than your average Sybil. This is way beyond that. That's true. I wonder if anyone listening has some uh, psychiatrist experience. <laughs> Do we have any psychiatrist <laughs> listeners? Because <laughs> it's, yeah, it's weird. 
It is. It's it's crazy. I mean, he Norman thinks that Chick can see and hear Norma. Yeah, she's that real to him. She is that real to him. She's he's like, did you not hear her? You know, that's crazy. It's it's it seems like there are cases where people give like dolls a personality, right? And that they hear them talking to them. You know, I just, well, there's certainly people who hear voices. That's the schizophrenia I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. But isn't there something where like they believe an object or a doll or maybe even a pet actually talks to them? And it just it's kind of like that, but his person is actually down in the basement, frozen and not always present so he just imagines it there i don't know it's i don't know i don't know i took like you know psych 110 or something and <laughs> me too i think i also took like an abnormal psychology class but you know that was like in 93 yeah, mine wasn't that long ago i didn't do abnormal psychology well the deal is the Norman in the book and movie was actually, you know, he had both things, but he had the corpse in the room with him when he talked to it and it would talk back. Right. Right. So this is just kind of a different step where the corpse is downstairs, not always present, but he does the same thing, although he's not saying the voice yet. If he ever does, right. he may never in this he might. version. I'd be okay if he didn't. Yeah. Because that was always so jarring. It was pretty much the creep... Close <laughs> to the creepiest part about the movie. Yes. Honestly. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Just knowing that that's actually Norman speaking and you just, you know, hear that voice. That's creepy. Yeah. No, the best part that they're doing with this to me is bringing Chick in to be part of it. Like, being part of the secret. I love it. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. All right, moving on. Next, we see Madeline walking up to the Bates house wearing a... A gunny sack. She did. I it was a gunny sack, right? It totally was. It was those old 80s, I don't late remember. Late 70s. Late like, 70s. Yeah, that was a gunny sack print. Which, Why are they know. called gunny sacks? Does everyone call them that? That wasn't just a family thing? That was a brand. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a brand in, like, yeah, the 70s, early 80s. Yeah, so it's the tight, small floral patterns, a little lace and ribbon. Yes. Around the edges, Button. collar. Yep. I had several. <laughs> oh, we had lots. <laughs> we would go to San Francisco to the Gunny Sack Outlet. We did, I remember. Yep. Yep. 
The gunny sack outlet and the esprit outlet. Yep. <laughs> oh, the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Loved the esprit outlet. It was the best. I know. So, yeah, it totally was one. And I yep. didn't quite approve. I liked it. Well, if you're going with the, what it seems like she's been going for the vintage look, gunny sack doesn't fit in. No, it's, it's, we're not ready for that. No. I don't know. It's so pioneer to me. It's. Oh yeah. Gunny sacks were like, (laughs) gunny sacks were fancy Ingalls girls dresses. Uh (laughs) 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 It was Ingalls girls dresses with. Some extra buttons and ribbons and lace. Yep, I was a, I was a little deflated when I saw it, although it was funny. I was yep. like, whoa, I haven't seen one of those in a while. I forgot they were called gunny sacks. Just look at some of our old family pictures and you'll see some. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember them clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So Chick is on the front porch fixing the window. He asks if he can help her. She says her name is Madeline Loomis, and she is there to see Norman. Just then, Norman comes out of the house. Chick says, Miss Madeline Loomis is here to see you. (laughs) (laughs) He stands there awkwardly like Lurch. (laughs) 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 All I could think of was Lurch. (laughs) All I could think of was, like, Carson. Norman says he can see that and tells Chick he doesn't need to announce her. He's not the butler. <laughs> One of my favorite things ever. I, I could watch the Chicken Norman show forever. <laughs> yep. Um, Norman tells Madeline it's good to see her and introduces her to Chick and says he helps around the house. She apologizes if it's a bad time and she says she brought him some cookies. Chick says, I want a cookie. <laughs> he like says it while his head is reaching in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Chick's social skills aren't quite nope. where they should be. <laughs> you know, one minute he's like formally announcing her and then he's grabbing cookies out of her basket. <laughs> Carson never would have grabbed a cookie. (laughs) He would have been so scandalized. (laughs) So would Mr. Belvedere. (laughs) Okay, so... Chick says, I want a cookie, and grabs one and asks what kind they are. Madeline tells him chocolate chip. Norman tells Madeline they should go down to the motel office. (laughs) She looks so happy to like, yes. (laughs) She does not know what to make a chick. (laughs) Cuts to Norman and Madeline sitting outside the office. She says she felt like she had to do something after that awful dinner. She starts to cry and says she's been really lonely and she just wanted to have dinner. Sam is gone all the time and it's stressful. She says Sam left for Seattle that morning and she doesn't even mind when he leaves anymore. It's gotten really bad, like she's living with a stranger. She says she doesn't know what's going on with him. 
Norman says maybe she should ask him. She apologizes for telling him all this and says she doesn't know why she is. He says because she knows it's safe to tell him, and she says he's right. She asks if they can be friends and hang out, even though she's married. He says, of course, and suggests they go for a walk in the woods. It's almost fall. Then he tells her she reminds him of his mother. She asks if that's a good thing, and he says, a very good thing. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> when we're talking about... Run, Madeline. <laughs> yeah. When we're talking about Norma Bates, not so good. Mm-mm. Yeah, so we've discussed this already in feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... I think she's lonely and knows he's got a little crush on her, and she is taking advantage of that by getting a little attention from a guy. Yeah. Could be. I I still have a feeling she's still, she knows about Sam, and she's just not going to open up that much to Norman yet. Yeah, this little scene convinced me she doesn't. I guess we'll see who's right. Yeah, yeah. I'd be okay if she doesn't, but I don't know. Yeah, it's not like we both have a problem with being wrong. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. But have I have different can, opinions about it. I could also see someone, like, kind of lying about it and going to the brink of telling him and then, like, catching themselves and going, I, I can't lay all this on him. <laughs> right. Know? I met him a week ago, <laughs> you know. So what is it about that dinner do you think she saw as being really bad? That she set up two people that were obviously just not compatible at all? Or that she and Sam had some tensions? Or I guess both, but... I I think it's a... I, I think that dinner was bad all around. It definitely was. You know, Norman and his date, obviously there was no chemistry there. Uh-huh. And anyone there could have seen that. So there's that. So you've set someone up with someone that you know right away it's not working. That's awkward. Then you're not getting along with your husband, and he's being a dick. That's awkward. Yeah. And then people bring up you know, Norman's mother's death and he says it's a suicide and then he's got to run to the bathroom. That's awkward. (laughs) 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 There's lots of that went wrong with that. And who knows what happened when Norman came back. Right. There's some missing. We didn't see that, you know. There's missing footage. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I think it was just one of those disasters. (laughs) Yeah. Where, yeah. And I, and she definitely felt responsible for all of it because it was her idea. He didn't want to go. And she was like, mm. Right, and she did it for selfish reasons. She did. I mean, nobody blames her, I don't think. No. But, but then there's that too, you know. Right, so that would make her feel guilty. Yeah, so, no, it was just a disaster all around. And I think she feels responsible. Um, 
Okay, so next we see Caleb in the basement trying to weaken his handcuffs. It works and he gets free. He walks into the freezer and Norma is in there arranging flowers. He runs up and hugs her. He says he thought he lost her. And she says he can always find her. He just needs to look. Then he says Norma and stops hugging her and it's frozen Norma. Then we see Caleb wake up on the cellar floor. Boy, I was glad when he woke up from that. <laughs> Me too. I was like, I am not buying this for a second. <laughs> yeah. I... First of all, Matt and I scoffed at the fact that he trying to weaken his handcuffs actually worked. Yeah. You know, we were like, what? <laughs> yep. <laughs> that works. <laughs> like, that would no. never work. <laughs> Unless he got him at a Halloween store. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we were guessing they're like Romero's handcuffs. I gave it some thought days ago. Mm-hmm. And then lost interest in wondering where they came from. I'm going with Romero's. That makes the most yeah, sense. They, yep. He lived he lived there. He did. You know. I'm sure his stuff is still there somewhere. Right, because he kind of moved in. He moved in and... And then got arrested. And then <laughs> Norman came home and shit went down. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he did go back to his place. He did. He... Oh, yeah, he did more officially yeah, than uh, I remember now. He. That's right. Norma, I think, probably made him shoo out all of his stuff. Yeah, he could have left behind some handcuffs. Or maybe Maybe people... Summers could have left behind some handcuffs. (laughs) Maybe people just have handcuffs. (laughs) He had a lot of sex slaves. That's true. That is true. I forgot about that. And that was his basement. No, that's true. There could be a lot of handcuffs down there. (laughs) (laughs) He bought them in bulk. <laughs> One set for every cabin. <laughs> twelve cabins, twelve handcuffs. <laughs> um, okay. I was glad that was a dream though and I, I find it funny that neither of us even considered that. <laughs> I know. We need to know we need to know these things by now. Note to self, they can do dreams. <laughs> Um, okay, so next we see Norman walk in the house. Chick is on the couch and asks where the girl is. Norman says she left, but he brought back some cookies for him. Suddenly we can hear Caleb downstairs banging around and yelling. Norman asks Chick what that noise is, and Chick says they have a bit of a situation. (laughs) (laughs) Your uncle is in the basement, and he's a little freaked out. Norman says, Caleb? Caleb's in the basement? Why? Chick says he came there two nights ago. He thinks Norma is dead and that Norman killed her. Norman asked why he would think that, and Chick says, I think he's here to kill you. (laughs) We hear Caleb yelling for Norman to come down there. Chick says he knows about Norma. Norman says he knows she's alive. Chick says he spoke to her. Yes, Norman. Norman says this is crazy and asks why Mother wouldn't have told him any of this. Chick says he had another blackout. Norman starts looking around for Mother. He asks Chick where his mother is, and Chick says he hasn't seen her. 
Norman says she has to be there. She has nowhere else to go. Chick offers to go down there and do something. Norman says he'll deal with it. Norman tells Chick to go upstairs and look for Mother. Chick goes up. Norman goes downstairs, or Chick goes up the stairs, and Norman starts walking toward the cellar door. So this was kind of an interesting scene. Um, This was the one thing where I kind of saw Chick, like, trying to steer the ship a little bit. Egging on a little bit, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, let's start some stuff because I'm getting bored. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I see that. Um, You know, Mother did not want Norman to know about Caleb, but when Caleb's, you know, banging on the floor. Right. The ceiling, I guess. Right. It's. It's hard to ignore that. Yeah, although he could have come up with a story, although Norman wouldn't have let him. He would have just gone down there to see for himself. Right. But yeah, he seemed very matter-of-fact about it. He was. I mean, I I liked how he answered when, um, when he was telling Norman that he knows about Norma, and Norma's like... Oh, she, you know, he knows she's alive, and Jake's like, he spoke to her, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and um, saying that I think he's here to kill you. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true, but it seemed a little presumptuous on Jake's <laughs> part. Right. Although he, I guess he witnessed Caleb yelling, I mean, he followed him. Right, he followed him to the house, and, uh, you know. It's not presumptuous. He. It's not presumptuous. Caleb is going there to, I don't know, kill Norman, but do bad things. Not get away. You know, he, he left that bar saying he is not going to get away with it. Right, right. So. But he didn't, he didn't have to tell him that, but, yeah, I think he was stirring things up. Kind of stirring things up a little bit. Like, let's see where my novel goes now. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is taking too long. You're you're going on walks in the woods. We don't have time for that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but it also didn't seem like a bad thing either. Because I think you could, in Chick's defense, say, well, things have to get moving because Caleb has now been there at least 24 hours. You know, <laughs> it's either... Kill him or let him go. <laughs> you, know? you can't just leave someone locked up in the basement. Sure. You know. So it also could have been him, like, trying to... If we're going to do something, let's do something, you know. Yeah, true. He's uh, He has to be his caretaker, you know. Right. Because Norma and Norman can dance around each other <laughs> forever on, you know... What to do. (laughs) On what to do and who's going to tell who what, you know. So, Chick may have saw it as, I need to step in because this guy's either got to die or they got to let him go. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Um, So, next we see Caleb on the floor in the cellar growling. Cage gorilla. (laughs) (laughs) Cage gorilla, yes. Norman sits on the steps watching him. Norman gets pretty tense and then relaxes and sits down. Caleb asks, is that you, Norman? 
Norman says, it's me, Norma. Caleb says, Norma, I don't like being locked down here. Come undo these chains. Norma says, it's up to Norman. Caleb says, you know what I think? I think Norman doesn't even know. Norman says, know what? Caleb says, that you're keeping me prisoner down here. Norma says, Norman is not well. She hasn't told him yet. Caleb asks, how is Norman not well? Norma says, he has blackouts. He forgets who he is and gets in trouble sometimes. Caleb says, Norman needs help and that if she will unchain him, he will help her take care of him. Norman says, it will never work, Caleb. Caleb says, why not? And Norman says, because you are both in love with me. Caleb says, he's your son. Norman says, and you're my brother. Caleb says, yeah, yeah. Norman crawls up to Caleb and says, I don't want to hurt. I don't want to hurt you. Then it's Norma. And she says, even though. Is he switching back and forth? No, this is where I got confused on who is who. (laughs) (laughs) So that whole first part, we're seeing Norman, but he's Norma. Just not wig Norma. You know what I mean? Like, it looks like Freddie Highmore. But he's being Norma. Yeah. And so then when um when when Norman says well, it's still Norman as Norma when he says, you know, and you're my brother. It's when Norman crawls up to Caleb is when, like, we see it from Caleb's perspective. Uh-huh. And then we see Vera. Yeah, I'm... So it's Freddie Highmore, and then it's Vera. Yeah, and... Back but the, the Freddie Highmore is being mother. You know, it, it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, back to the bar scene and the convergence of the twine. <laughs> <laughs> the twine. Um, I'm still not convinced that he was switching back and forth. I'm still thinking we saw... I mean, I don't know. It's possible that he was, but I'm still think. I think more that we just see the bartender's perspective that he's actually talking to Norman. But mother's gotcha. talking back. But mother's talking back. And so I think this is another situation that they just do that. Well, in this one, they don't switch back and forth. I mean, it is. It's Freddie Highmore that we're seeing, but he's being Norma. Doesn't it show Vera, though? In this Only episode? when he starts crawling up to her at this point that we haven't really gotten to yet. Hmm. After Caleb says, yeah, yeah. Norman crawls up to Caleb and says, I don't want to hurt you. And then we're looking at Norman from Caleb's point of view, and that's when we see Vera Farmiga. So it's Vera that says, like, even though you hurt me, you hurt me in the worst possible way you could. Oh, that's right. In this scene, he starts... Getting a little delirious, doesn't he? Right, right. Okay, I forgot about that little detail. Yeah. So it's Freddie as Norma, and then we see Vera. <laughs> so maybe we see Vera when he's getting a little more delusional and kind of losing it? I think so. Okay. 
And like I was saying last night, I think it's like when his brain is just switching into coping, survival, and it just makes him feel better to see it as Norma. I think he knows it's Norman. But it makes I don't know. It's confusing, though. I will give it that. Yeah, yeah. So when I say then it's Norma, I mean then it's Vera. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Then it's Norma, Vera, and she says, even though you hurt me, you hurt me in the worst possible way you could. Caleb's crying and says he's sorry. He says they shouldn't talk about it. It can't be fixed. She says, let's just be together. He says, okay, Norma, like when we were little. That pure place. She says, I'm sorry, Norman, we'll probably have to kill you. I can't do it. Caleb says, it doesn't really matter. I love you, Norma Louise. She says, I know. And they clasp hands. Yeah. So, kind of confusing. Kind of, yeah. Because it's like, we're watching like two people have like, I don't know, delusions. (laughs) I know. You know? (laughs) (laughs) So, who knows? (laughs) Um, yeah, do you have anything else on that scene? Like, No, I'll be interested to see more show and maybe, I just, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with Caleb here. That's my hardest thing. I think it's almost like he's just kind of losing it mentally. I think so. And in the course of the conversation, I mean... He obviously knew for sure that it was Norman and that Norman He knew for sure into Norma thing. Right. And then it gets weird. And then I think at the end I think he just gave in and went, All right, nighty night. Yeah, I just don't think I think he's slipping. I think so. Yeah. He's slipping mentally and it just happened. Yep. Well when you're in a situation like that. I don't know. I don't know how sane you can keep for how long, you know? <laughs> yeah. If When you're in the hands of like a full-blown crazy person. <laughs> I just... Right. And did it show him like eating and drinking, which it gave him? Because if it doesn't, you know, he's... No, we didn't actually... In fact, sometimes when I was watching it, I thought Chick brought that food down for himself. Oh, that's like, right. He was going to eat it in front of Chick. <laughs> or in front of Caleb. Maybe. I think he left it down there for him, but uh, I don't know. Well. So we don't know. Yeah. And it was, ob- you know, knowing a little about head injuries. Plus, there's that. He probably yeah. has a concussion, and right, you know, he lost consciousness. When you lose consciousness, your head injury is a lot worse. Right. I mean, I know people in movies and TV get hit on the head all the time and lose consciousness, but in real life, that's a real bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's not an everyday occurrence. <laughs> well, not to mention, like, the sister that's like the love of your life, for lack of better terms, is a corpse like a few feet away from you. Yeah, and the fact that he you had know? that dream tells me that his brain's slipping a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it was just a dream, it it's almost like his brain's just kind of going there. 
it's it's getting confused. Right. And right. You know, if you've had a head injury and you're starting to get If you've had a head injury and you're handcuffed in the basement and your sister's corpse is a few feet away and your nephew is dressing up like your sister, you know, you might start you're, losing it. You're going without food and water. <laughs> and you're going without food and water. And someone that you beat the crap out of is torturing you. It's, it's like the sanest one. You know. <laughs> you're not having a good day. No, and you know I don't blame him for whatever's happening to him. I just I'm confused. <laughs> I want to know. I guess we never will. Cause yeah, I haven't read anything, but it sounds like he's definitely dead. Oh, I'm sure he is. There's no way he's going to come back to life from no, that. No, that, that was just a good way to just do him off. They're yep. done with him. Yep. Um, okay. So next we see Romero walking at night. He walks up to a house with a car parked outside. He gets in the car and finds the keys above the sun visor. Trope. I know. <laughs> why, would, why would you leave your keys out? Dude, no one does that. It seems like so many people in movies and... TV shows do. Just movie TV thing. No one does that. It's not that hard to take your keys with you when you go places like home. Well, don't your keys generally have also you like a way to get into your house? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) mind you. (laughs) Um, He's about to start the car and a kid carrying a shotgun walks up and asks what he is doing. The kid is pointing the gun at Romero and asks if he is going to steal their car. Romero says he was hiking and got lost. Romero gets out of the car and asks the kid to point the gun away from him. Romero says he took a fall and was cold and just wanted to warm up. The kid says he doesn't look like a hiker and says he's going to go get his mom. Romero says he doesn't need to do that and the kid shoots Romero in the stomach. (laughs) Stupid kid. (laughs) Bam! What an idiot. You do not deserve to have a gun. I was so shocked. (laughs) Such a crazy thing to do. For the show. Yep. I think it's just prolonging. Just a way to prolong it. The inevitable. Mm -hmm. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, I think I've said all I... Yeah, we kind of covered it last night. Yeah. We talked extensively about it. And we know he's not going to die from this. I still think he will, just not in the next five minutes. Right. He'll. So it's going to be a slow death where he crawls his way to the Bates house. (laughs) 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 Terrible. I love you, Romero. Two or three episodes. That's. That's all we get is like Romero's <laughs> how far he's gotten. <laughs> one hand and one knee in front of the other. <laughs> Stomach wound, Romero. <laughs> I think it'll be more interesting. Chick walking in the village, talking into his recorder. He's saying, found Norman passed out in the basement holding hands with his uncle. He thought he was Norman. <laughs> I carried him upstairs and put him in bed. I pictured 
Caleb passed out too. <laughs> doesn't say that, does it? <laughs> I just had a much different image of that scene now. <laughs> nope. Norman was passed out. Caleb's wide awake and they're holding hands. All right. Um, <laughs> I carried him upstairs and put him in bed. Feels like things are coming to a significant head. <laughs> You think? <laughs> <laughs> then Chick sees some old typewriters in the window of a shop. Cuts to Chick inside the shop, testing one of them. He tells the shopkeeper he's a writer. He says it so proudly. <laughs> 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 like a little boy that's like, I'm a fireman. <laughs> <laughs> she says she has laptops and desktops. He says those aren't for him. He says old technology isn't worthless. It's just not fashionable. And if it worked for Hemingway, Chandler, and Hammett, it will work for him. She asks what kind of novel he is writing, and he tells her true crime. I like how he asks her about the dried ink, and she doesn't know, and he's just like, you don't know. I know. <laughs> how dare you sell this? Where <laughs> are you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where I could get this old dried up <laughs> ribbon ink? <laughs> You know, everyone that buys those are like Madeline's that just put it in their display window <laughs> and buys them to write novels. <laughs> well, and you could probably just buy new ribbon on Amazon. I don't think you need to get the old ribbon inked. Yeah, really. Well, I didn't know if they still sell those kinds of ribbons. I'm sure someone does. There's some hipster that has a... A real good business. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Making ribbons for those tech writers. <laughs> Found a couple boxes of them in Grandpa's basement. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thought it was pretty them. cool. I thought it was a cool typewriter. No, I did too. And no. I see Chick using it. <laughs> totally. Chick, yeah. It just it worked for me. Totally. Yes, he yep. would. I know he's I know and Carrie's joke was hilarious. I know he's willing to have cell phones and recorders. But uh I can, I can also see him. see him clacking on one of those old typewriters. Yep, and thinking that's more what a writer would do. Yeah. You know. Mhm. The cell phone and recorder for not for the novel, you know. Right. Um, okay, so next we see Norman sleeping in Norma's bed. It's night, and Norma wakes him up. She says, Chick found him passed out in the basement and brought him up there. Norman says, there is someone in the basement, isn't there? It's your brother. He asks why she didn't tell him. She says he had just had a blackout, and she didn't want to catapult him into another one. She says she needs him to be, she needs him to kill Caleb for her. He needs to be strong and not black out and just do it. She says she sent, Chick, she sent Chick out for some groceries. Then she says, I forgot to tell him to get milk, but I texted him. I hope he gets it. That was one <laughs> of the most Norma things Head Norma's ever said and yep. <laughs> <laughs> Norman says he can't kill Caleb. He says maybe there's another way and they don't have to live like this. He says he felt better that day. He felt happy. He went for a walk in the woods. She gets the gun out of the dresser. Norman says, I felt better than I felt in so long, ever since. 
And she says, since you have to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Head Norma's having none of this. (laughs) Wistfulness about being able to walk in woods with a girl. (laughs) What do you think his ever since was? What do you think he was going to say? Like, ever since she died? Yeah, ever ever since since she died. Yeah. Um, And she cut him off right quick. Yeah, she did. So his brain didn't finish that. Didn't even go there. Yeah. Uh, she says she's sorry, but she has to, she has had to do it for him more than once, and it's not safe to keep Caleb alive. He's dangerous and knows too much. She tells Norman he will be happy again. She says the woods will always be out there, but he has to do this for her. He says, okay, mother. She says, fast, aim true, right through the brain, okay? And she points again to her, her own head. He takes the gun from her, cuts to the cellar. Norman walks down the stairs and up to Caleb and says, fast, aim true, right through the brain, okay? And he points the gun to Caleb's head and cocks it. Caleb says, go ahead. Norman can't do it. He grabs the handcuff keys and unlocks them. He tells Caleb he wants him to leave and never come back. Caleb cries and says, nothing is making sense. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. That's a little insight into what's going on. That nothing is making sense. Yeah, he's having a little moment of half clarity. Yeah. But that just, to me, that does say that, yeah, he's going a little crazy on his own. Yeah. The nothing's making sense is pretty, yeah. Um. But he's fairly lucid right now. Right. And yeah, he doesn't know where to go. Where would you, you know? <laughs> I mean, going to Norma Louise's was the last <laughs> That's exactly. stop, you know? Yeah. Got kicked out of Dylan's. Right, right. Um, Norman says he doesn't want to do this. He doesn't want to live like this anymore and yells for Caleb to go. Then he shoots the gun into the ceiling and chases Caleb up the stairs. Caleb runs out of the house and down the stairs. Norman runs out to the porch. Norma runs out and grabs the gun from Norman and starts shooting at Caleb. They both run down the outside stairs after Caleb, cuts to Chick driving and listening to his recording. He hears a text come in on his phone. He looks over to read the text. It's from Norman Bates and says, get milk, we're out. (laughs) (laughs) Caleb is running down the road and Chick hits him. Chick gets out of the car, and Norman walks up, and they both stare at Caleb lying on the ground. Or on the road. So, yeah. Oh, man, I laughed at Caleb running after the gunshot. It <laughs> it was totally like the guy that's caught with the farmer's daughter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> farmer fires a gun in the sky. <laughs> that's the exact scene that went through my head. <laughs> Running out of the silo or the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of the the daughter's dad, it's Norman and Norma. <laughs> That's even scarier. <laughs> oh, man. What a crazy ending. That was just amazing. Oh, man, that was amazing. Yep. 
so, um, I had a thought. I might have had this thought a few seasons ago. At this point, my recorder inexplicably stopped working. So if you want to hear what my thought was, you have to hear it through Sue's backup backup recorder, which is, yeah, that's where we are at these days, which is um, the one we affectionately call the one where one of us sounds like God. So sorry about that. I did actually notice after a few minutes until we switched to my other recorder for the rest of the podcast. So uh, um, it's just for a minute. I had the thought when he and um, Norma were talking about that. Well, when she tells Norman, you know, to kill Caleb and that she's done it for him. And just thinking back on Norma being violent and being okay with it. But it's. It's not actually Norma. It's Norman's head version of her. Right. And I think back about how much damage did it do to him watching her stab Keith Summers over and over. Hmm. I just wonder if that factored in to this murderous mother. Definitely, definitely could have. Definitely could have. Because he know. walked in on her straddling Keith Summers and just killing the crap out of him, you know? Right, right. Oh, yeah, she stabs him a lot. And it was shocking. I mean, you know, we, you know, we know she just got raped and she's... She's, right. You know, right. Right in that kind of fight or flight she fought instinct... And so much anger, and, you know, I'm not I'm not begrudging what she did. But how shocking is that for Norman? Because, you know, by now, they've seen a lot of dead people. They've seen a lot of violence. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff has gone down. But before that, this was the first real violent thing. I mean, I know he killed his dad, and that... An accident was staged, but that is not the same. This is walking in on your mother, right? Stabbing someone repeatedly with blood sprayed on her, and and all that. It just makes me wonder if that factors into this murderous mother. If that did something to his already um, troubled mind. Well, it it might. I mean, do you do you think he? sees that as like the strength in her so he's he's described her before as like a delicate little bird yeah and the sweetest person on this earth and blah 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 you know yeah like so that's like his outside persona of her I mean, do you think it helps him to have, like, this strong Norma concept of her in his head to, like, help him? Do do you see where I'm going? Yeah, because that just reminded me of when Norma saw the psychiatrist in season one? Yeah. Where she describes her childhood as this so idyllic. Like, her mother worked in a bakery. Yeah. Yeah. 
that doesn't seem to be what Norman does when he describes her as a little fragile bird. He seems to really believe that. Right. I don't know. It's interesting. It could be as simple as that mother persona is there to protect Norman, and sometimes that means killing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but she's no, pretty it's... violent. She is, and he did witness that violence. I mean, that that was real. Her stabbing Keith Summers was real, and that's mm-hmm. got to be pretty shocking to see someone, no matter who it is, to witness that. Yeah. You know, it's got to, like, kind of mess with you a bit. And if it's your mom, that's probably a little extra weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just food for thought. Yeah, interesting. yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to think about. There's just so. <laughs> it is just this relationship is just <laughs> so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like neither one's fault, but it's both their faults, and it's just a circumstance. You know. Yeah. So many just bad. Uh, just bad thing after bad thing has happened to these two. Yep. Okay, well, do you have a what the bit? My what the bit this episode was Caleb's delusions and his head injury and how that all works. Mm-hmm. And I what the bit Romero dying, certainly. I don't know which wins. He didn't die, sorry. R- Romero getting shot. That was what right. the bit That's what the bit I'm going to what the bit the text message. Yeah. Coming in late, you mean? Coming in late. I mean, we kind of figured last night we just chalked it up to Chick has a crappy phone. Yeah. But it's still kind of what the baby. Sure. Did she, I don't know. Did she give him the idea? Did Norman do it? I don't know. I truly um, believe Norma had sent it. It just didn't come. Till late, right. but it's kind of like trying to explain that is a little shushy. <laughs> it's a little shushy. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do like my idea of Caleb keeping his phone turned off. Chick, you mean? Yes, Chick keeping his phone turned off, and mm-hmm. for some reason turned it on when he was done shopping, and it, you know. Like I right. said, I've had experience where I've turned my phone off and sometimes it takes a long time to receive messages and things that I had received when I had it shut off. Not so much these days, but maybe older versions of my iPhone. Yeah, my phone does that. What do you rate this one? Um, This one was a 10 for me. Well, we go by 5, okay, but it's a 5. This one was a it's, 5. Yep. It's a five for me, for sure. This is one of those episodes that is the best that the show has to offer. Just mm-hmm. interesting, hilarity, having a character we love have so much more screen time and just seamlessly have all that screen time. And, oh, man, some of the things that went on, the miss, the the wacky... <laughs> <laughs> little the, moments <laughs> the little wacky hijinks in another show with like inferior writers would have been so dumb oh man 
but it was done so well, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. like the dinner scene and stuff that could have just been so awful. But just, yeah, I mean, yeah. One example is I finished Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. And there's this one town character name. And you know what? Ira Glass mentions. I don't know if he mentions him. I think he does. Specifically, mm-hmm. or just some of the townspeople. But he's supposed to be this wacky character that's just always there and just always doing something wacky. And it's so bad. <laughs> it takes an otherwise good, well-written show. And whenever he's on, it's like a B-rated bad show. Oh, yeah. It spoils the show. Not entirely. Right. It's just not well done. It's so it so drags the entire thing down whenever he's on. And this could it could be like that easily. Could easily be like that easily. Yeah. With but. the writing and the actor, it's it's amazing. Nope, they're doing this so well just you know, Chick's able to play along because the way that Norman and Norma talk to each other even when she was alive. Like when he's like, oh, don't be rude, mother. You know, Chick knew exactly. And then, you know, Norman's like, I like his kimono, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he was able to play along with, oh, it's okay. You know, like Chick's like, okay, so in Norman's mind, she dissed my kimono, you know, I can play along with that. And it just seems so natural. I don't know. Yeah. And it's all with this air of like no judgment. Yeah. I don't know. They've developed this character to where I feel like I understand him so much. I know. I feel like I really get chick. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> oh, yeah. I definitely give it a five. I mean, it was so interesting. I love the Caleb stuff. I'm Caleb dies at the end. How can I not be happy with that? <laughs> chick, chick always is gets in. an extra point, and he is in there so much. <laughs> He's in like nine out of ten scenes. Yeah. I mean... There's like four scenes he's not in, so that's awesome. Yeah, this this is a five for sure. Five chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> <laughs> five uh, cookies for sure. Yep. So, okay. Um so, gosh, I guess we have to watch the uh, next time on, huh? Yep. But that'll be spoilery. So if you're not into the trailer, which... We've we heard it's very spoiler. Right. So we have saved it. So if you are not in... If you didn't watch it, then it sounds like you might want to avoid our trailer talk after the yep. music. Yep. So... So yeah, um, if you don't stick around for the spoiler, then uh, we'll talk to you next week. Chill your own ass. Indeed. 
Welcome to Yes Month. Welcome back. <laughs> two and two. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> a candy-colored clown they call a Sandman Tiptoes to my room every night Just to sprinkle stardust and to whisper Go to sleep Everything is alright I close my eyes Then I drift called hidden oh i guess this is the spoiler part the little blurb about us says norman discovers who he can rely on as he attempts to protect his secrets romero struggles to find safety okay okay this a and e app has like totally wants me to do all this stuff Okay, I think I've... <laughs> they've totally changed it. Okay, I'm there. Yay. Romero struggles to find safety, so he must not... He's not finding safety in the child that shot him and his mother. <laughs> in the arms. <laughs> in the arms of the mother and child. <laughs> nope. 
<laughs> he's crawling. He's crawling to White Pine Bay. <laughs> Mark my words. <laughs> he Batman his way out of that one. Yep. And then crawls. <laughs> I can push mute so you don't hear mine. Okay, yeah. So, I'll mute mine too and watch it. So I'll meet you back when we've seen it. Okay. <laughs> Are you there? Yep. Wow. <laughs> I had to watch it twice. <laughs> yeah, I just watched it the first time. The one time. Okay. Was Madeline wearing that yes. dress? <laughs> he, okay, so he he was at her house. I'm saying her house. I'm guessing. Yes, that was not the Bates kitchen. It was definitely not the Bates kitchen. So he brought over that dress as like a gift. Maybe it's... Oh, it's so weird. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not weird for Norman. It's weird that he somehow convinced her... To wear it? To wear it. Because it was obviously used... Just, I know. Does she know it's his mom's? Okay. She's got to, because how weird would it be for a guy that you barely know to buy a dress for you? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm okay That's a weird... I mean, if he's like, I know you're into vintage dresses, and I saw this, and I thought of you. Uh, I guess so. I guess so. But man, if she Way knows less weird than this is my mom's and I thought maybe you'd like it. And I just <laughs> and told you last right episode now. how much you remind me yes. of her. <laughs> go ahead, go put it on. <laughs> go on now. <laughs> I'll be here waiting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You remind me of my mom. This is my mom's dress. Will you go put it on? <laughs> it's not weird. <laughs> we haven't said it's not weird all season. <laughs> oh man! <sighs> so I'm guessing she bites the dust. There was a flash of a knife. <laughs> There's a flash of the knife. I'm I'm going red herring on that. Mm, very possible. It was Just pretty as possible. Yeah. I don't I think they want us to fall more in love with Madeline. You don't think she's done? I don't think yet. I think she will be. I don't think she survives. Do you but, think to get her to the point of kissing him, do you think she catches Sam? Well, you think she probably knows already. I still think she kind of knows. I I'm don't. still, I'm, I'm still on the board that she knows. So I'm guessing she caught him. That could be because that could be what like catapults her into kissing him. Like, all right. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. But why are so, you wearing that dress? That's going to plague me until Monday. <laughs> that is like. The only thing I got of that 30-second trailer was, oh, my God, she's wearing the dress. <laughs> and it's Norman's, like, hide under the mattress dress. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the oh, it's, dress. it's the dress. <laughs> That's amazing. 
wonder how oh Daniel is going to take this. <laughs> I don't think he's going to oh, like it. Oh, <laughs> Daniel probably hates Madeline so much. <laughs> trying to um, remember what he said about her. If Mother sees her in that dress, oh, she'll be so mad. Well, she sees her in the dress and him kissing her. Mom's not going to be pleased. Oh, man. This is not good. This is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what else happened? We saw the... The sheriff, well... The sheriff come and say that... that's the new sheriff? I guess that makes the most sense. Yeah. She's a replacement Romero. Right. So he knows that Romero's escaped. We saw the funeral pyre thing with Chick. Right. That's definitely Caleb. Definitely Caleb. He's disposing of that body. And he oh. also says something about, I'm here for you or whatever. Right. Right. Well, like I was saying last night, Chick's now a player. Uh-huh. He kill, he killed Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> He's got secrets too. I don't see them calling nine one one from you know. They've never in the past. <laughs> 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 well, maybe with Shelby. Right, right. So, oh my gosh, I'm excited. I love this. Oh, I'm excited too. Oh. Uh, um, so we know from other trailers for the whole season that that sheriff gets like totally on to Norman. And I think right in all, you know, intents and purposes catches him and traces the bodies found in the lake to him. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So that's starting. That's starting. That's not the same sheriff from last the last episode though, of last season, right? The one that Romero it, talks to? It's not the detective. Yeah. Right. Okay. I don't know if that woman's coming back or not. Seems I like she it. was a Seems like she was a pretty well-known like actress. I'm surprised. Yeah. So, it seems anyway. Like this one's going to take her mantle. Right. I'm just guessing. I just don't see why they'd have them both. I'm really disappointed we're not finding out what happened with Dr. Edwards. I don't see the story going that way at this point. Mm, I know. I think that's kind of a lame ball to drop. I think so, too. It's a pretty big plot hole to me. It is. I guess it is counting my chickens. They haven't dropped it yet. Yeah, I mean. It seems to be they did. I mean, 18 months. (laughs) We still might find out, though. Yeah, I guess I won't exactly write it off. Yeah, there's always flashbacks and stuff. Bodies will be found. They still got to find Emma's mom's body. There's still all that. They still got to find Bradley. Right? Yeah. You know? I'm quite sure they do. I think they're going to find Norman's dumping grounds, and I really think we're going to see Dr. Edwards. I think we're going to see this, I don't know, Emma's mom. I don't know. It's winding down, but there's still like seven episodes left. They can do a lot. Yeah. 
But I, I agree. That just that felt like something they would explain and wrap up in episode one, but maybe not. Maybe not. I'd be really surprised if they dropped that though. It's pretty big. That's a big deal. Big yeah. deal to me. It's too much to shush satisfactorily. Right. Right. So. All right. Well, I guess that's All right. the trailer. Well, it was yeah. pretty short. It was short, but juicy. Oh, that dress! I was so happy. I was like, "That's the dress." <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's one other. There's some real contention with Norman and Mother. I think that is just going to build every episode. Yeah. You know. He's. I, it's just a little more, I want to be normal and push you out. Well, yeah. Because I've we, got this replacement Norma now. Yeah. I mean, we didn't really talk about it in the scene when she's telling him to shoot Caleb. I mean, he's like, I had a really good day. <laughs> you uh-huh. know? Yeah. I kind of think I want to be happy now, and I think I found a way. I could be. You're in the way, you know? Uh-huh. So, You're asking me to do uncomfortable, horrible things I don't want to do, and he doesn't do it. Right, right. So, yeah, I think things are just going to get worse between Norman and Mother. Yeah. I think his resentment's going to grow, and hers as well, being cooped up in the house all day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, so interesting. So, Okay. Well, I should go to bed. Yeah, well, we got to do Mets. Oh, that's right. Okay. All right, well, thanks for joining us for the spoiler section. That was fun, and we're excited for Monday. Yep. All right. Yep. We'll uh, be back next week. <laughs> yep. So, talk to you then. All right. Bye.